listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan, here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Mm. And buddy, I couldn't be more excited (laughs) to share our next guest with you. Splash family, this man, (laughs) he has played a huge role in who I am today. Mm. Huge role. Please welcome to the Splash Zone, my therapist, Dr. (laughs) Rick Blackman. Hi, Celine and Barbara. <laughs> I feel like I'm in his office. He couldn't be with us in person because he's, you know, an important busy man. But before we jump in, Rick, I want to say, Rick, to our listeners, he is a clinical psychologist who has been in private practice for over 40 years. He specializes, as Barbara and I know, in working with adults and marriages. And he also has a niche, which has been amazing for me now in my life here, in working with clergy on their own emotional and spiritual growth. Mm. Rick taught a course at Fuller, the prestigious Fuller Seminary. Mm -hmm. You know, Bryce went Mm -hmm. there for over 22 years. And without being a name dropper, Rick has worked with some of the most well-known pastors and celebrities on the planet. Okay, so Rick's been married to Sherry, who's one of my favorite people, for over 43 years. They have three grown children and two grandchildren. (laughs) And today, you can thank me later, everybody. I'm going to share Rick with our Splash family. That's awesome. That's um, you know, I was thinking, buddy, this but. morning, I go, I think we need to come up with a new segment for the show called Splash Therapy. <laughs> and we Ooh. can have Rick on <laughs> yeah. every other month. Yes. I'm committing you now to six it. times a year, Rick. No, for this new segment, because these topics come up. Yes. And what I love about Rick is not only he's a genius and an expert in this area, but he goes to where the truth That's is right. found. Okay. Right. It's not found in you and me. Right. It's found in the God who created us, and he's going to jump into that. So get ready, Splash family, to receive some mm. love, laughter, <laughs> wisdom from Dr. Rick Blackman. <laughs> Welcome, Rick. <laughs> Thank you, Celine. That's very kind. Yes, you do. You, and I love that you love my wife. I think you just even plugged her her book recently, and she really appreciated that. Yeah, so. she wrote that book, Life After Why. Oh, yes. And, you know, yes, just yes, disrupting yes. the myth, you know, right. how joy can only be found in a pain-free life. And her That's book right. is powerful, forward by one of Rick's best friend, John Ortberg. Mm-hmm. I know those right. listening know who he I'm... is. And it's just a powerful book. Mm-hmm. And how neat to watch the two of you closely, because I feel like I get to be a part of your inner circle as friends, also of you and Sherry. Sherry was an amazing Bible teacher at Oaks Christian. She's an author. She She's all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm so excited for our listeners. I mm. wanted to talk with Rick especially about why the holidays are so hard. Mm, why wow. they get so hard. Yeah. Because I decorate and I get excited and I get the music going. I do my cider, you right. know, right. and and everything and then I end up feeling a little anxious. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually see you about that, Rick. Or lonely. <laughs> or lonely. It could be or lonely depressed. Too. Or depressed. Yeah. That's you true. You know, there's all kinds of emotions that run in yeah, like this hype thing yeah. that happens. And so I thought, what a better way to talk about this time of year that, you know, music will tell you it's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of, of the year. year. Yeah, and we're not going <laughs> to sing for you, sorry. No, nope. <laughs> But... <laughs> Rick, before we hop into that, will you let our listeners know, like, what prompted you to get into psychology? Well, I didn't know you were going to get me with that question. Um, <laughs> I just, it just came 
to me. I was thinking, I wonder if people wonder what made you do that. Because to be doing something for over 44 years and not only do it, but you know, you're the Michael Jordan of it. It's like, what got you in there? How did God lead you that way? You know, I am just a people person. Sometimes I think of myself as a like ministry type. Mm. So I didn't know if I wanted to be a physician or a therapist and then just decided I thought that worked being a therapist would be the more challenging of the two. Uh, and that's been the case. I'm not one bit bored chilling after, <laughs> I think I've been counting something over 55,000 hours Wow! in my wow. year. So wow. I don't know why I'm a numbers kind of guy uh, that I've kind of counted them like that. But it still is just, and, and frankly, the, the integration, I'd use that word, of spiritual well-being mm. and health with emotional well-being and health has always fascinated me. So it seems like that if you have a a relationship with Christ, that should mean that you would also be on the road to emotional well-being and emotional health. Not always the case, but I love just the journey of trying to integrate those two. So it was a good niche. It was just a good Mm -hmm. niche for me. I, 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 I feel so fortunate to get to do what I do. Yeah, for sure. And I feel so fortunate that you get to do what you do. Well, like your story and the stuff we've been through is yes. like, yeah, that, that's what gets me going. I just and what's love that. neat is because I was so young when I met Rick, it was such a blessing to my life because God knew what he was going to be having me do later. Mm. I would have never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now and, and being able to be an author and speak and write books mm-hmm. and uh, share Jesus across the country. So and cool. It's so, so cool. cool to have you <laughs> to come in and keep me on a firm foundation and reminding me and I, I you've re- given me so many cool books like Henry Nowen and you know that I'm God's beloved because it's, it's so hard we can lose our identity into the mm-hmm. things that we're doing or striving to do or achieving and they're fake it's it's not, it's not yeah. real and so here we are approaching the holiday time and i thought how cool would it be for you to speak some wisdom on our splash family on how to navigate that well this holiday season so that it's not so hard it's so hard for so many of us and i know for me i put up these expectations I want mm. it to be a certain sure, and way in my mind. Disappointed, you get yes! disappointed, and because of course, <laughs> there it's not. Everyone else has their expectations <laughs> and ideas, but without sharing all my therapy, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you could do a broad, you know, little lecture for us this morning on how to help us navigate the holidays mm. so that they're not so hard this year and that we could actually find hope mm. in the season. And that's a great intro because I was just thinking about the topic a little bit. It is so often difficult. It's so, fr- in fact, you know, the time of year uh, in my whole career that I've gotten the most calls for work are either during or right after the holidays. Mm. And I was thinking about why is that? And I think both the combination of family issues and sometimes trauma gets triggered. Mm. And then, you know, into the new year, just the idea of I need to make some changes. Mm. I I don't like the way my life is going or the way I'm living my life. And so I want to make some changes. So, um, you know, I think the primary challenge, and you just kind of put your finger on it, Shalane, and I heard you kind of chiming in, Barbara. I call it the gap management challenge. 
And what I mean by that is there's always a gap. I get this from C.S. Lewis. This gap between the ideal and the real. Mm. This gap between the how I want something and the to real. Go, Ooh, that's good. The ideal and the real. There's this. It's, he called it the universal. Lewis did the universal gap of longing. Uh, of that longing, we are always longing, longing, uh, longing that mm. we long mm. for more yep. than this world offers us. Mm. Oh wow! And he saw that as a challenge. Now, two things about Lewis. He saw that as a, a good argument for the existence of heaven. That he thought, like, well, we're designed for more than this world can offer. And so it, it sort of sets us up for glory, eternity with God. The second thing, and I, I really kind of get behind this idea, is it poses a challenge. Right. Maybe I'd call it a maturity challenge. How will I manage this gap? between how I want things to go, how I want my life to be, how I want my family to be, how I want the holidays to be, and how they actually are. Mm. And I want to get good at that. I want to be good at that. One of the authors that I think you might know, Steve Cuss, do you remember him? Yes. You know, he talks about anxiety. And he defines, he says it this way, anxiety is generated whenever we think we need something we actually don't need. And if you just think about that line. Oh, say that one more time, Rick. So anxiety. Anxiety is generated uh when we think we need something in any particular moment that we don't actually need. That is, do we rest? Uh, Another way of thinking about this, I was thinking about uh, saying to your listeners, like, do you idolize Mm. your family? or Christmas, Mm. or the holidays? Mm. Do you take a good thing like family and make it an ultimate thing? Uh, That is, do you rest your well-being on that? And your feeling of anxiety is often your little metric or your test. Like, how am I with how things really go Mm. with my family, with the holidays, versus how I want them to go? And I think that's a challenge, just generally speaking. I was just going to say, you can... Well, and Rick, you taught me something very valuable about this, and it wasn't about the holidays, and you just reminded me as you were talking about, do you idolize your family or whatever? And you taught me- Your wealth or whatever. Right, whatever, yeah, Yeah, put whatever in there. But you taught me to, you said, Shalene, I want you to try to care less. Not be careless with the relationship, not to not care, but you need to care a little less about this. Like, like I was making a lot of some things, right? Like I was making it into a lot. And when I learned to actually recognize, because first of all, I, idolatry usurps God from his rightful place in my life. And I'm putting That's something else up there, right? Yes. yes. And so when I care less, I get to care most about what is it's in control important. of it all. Mm-hmm. And so Rick really helped me with this because mm-hmm. I am passionately all in, loyal, ride or die. I, I, I you know, mm-hmm. there's no gray in me. And so um, <laughs> Rick's had to pull me back, you know. Um, but so it, this was and so And you can helpful. say that. Of course, I can't say no, that I know. because of the role I played in your life. <laughs> but he can laugh and go, it's absolutely true. She's yeah. you. No, but, exactly. But yes. to learn to care less as I walk into situations, to me, that I've learned not to idolize. Yeah. 
because yeah. I, do, I want God. I, I want the blessing from God to mm-hmm. flow from him to Bryce, to me, to my children, to hopefully grandchildren one day. And if I break up that flow because I'm idolizing things that God doesn't want me idolizing or I, am, I have to care less about that. Mm-hmm. And, and this that's is a process, very easy. right? Yeah. You don't, oh, you don't yeah, get it's good work. at that just overnight. Right. Yeah. But that is, it's a central idea in the scripture, mm. right? That anytime right. we put something instead of God first in our life, that is, do we rest our well-being, our fundamental sense of mm. our, our well-being on something other than God? And it does. we don't have to look far to kind of see what the traps for that are. And the holidays just seem like a very obvious one. But it could be your wealth. It could be your job. It can be how your kids are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, where we live, Shalene and and Barbara, that that seems like a really common thing is that I pour my sense of well-being into how my kids are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I'm just as interested in my kids and how they're doing as anybody, but it's just not a good base. So so Uh, let me ask you, Rick, when you have a loss in the family, you know, those that you love are not there this year. This is close this for is, Barbara right now. This is hard. Mm. Yeah. And so how do you navigate Her mom that? just passed. Her sister, sister passed. Oh, Barbara, I didn't know that. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to sound hopelessly like a shrink here or a therapist, but I am <laughs> please, a therapist. Please do. Uh, loss is a function of attachment. So I have a little thing in my office, Shalene's seen it before, where I have kind of a line where you have a loss and then there's a big like U shape. And that's the inevitable, it's all the symptoms, frankly, of depression that happen to us when we have a loss. Mm-hmm. And the depth of that and the length of that uh, that U before you get back up to something like normal again is a function of attachment. Mm-hmm. So when you say your sister, or your mother, I mean, sure. I, automatically my mind is flooded with like, like those are deep attachments mm-hmm. uh, and connections. And, it, you know, it's, it's one of the things about the holidays, you know, again, even in recognizing they may end up being less than my sort of ideal Hallmark movie. And I know your daughter does <laughs> Hallmark movies. But, uh, you know, She's I'm just starring in those. That is a script. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I just thought of that. Yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> but it kind of sets us up, right? And, yeah. you know, there's usually tension in those movies, yeah, which yeah. is good. But I think uh, anniversaries mm-hmm. of loss and, and holidays, they, um, they're they like, you know, when you have been traumatized or um, when you've experienced loss, you're always like triggerable, it seems to me. And so, yeah, I think the holidays, that's one of the reasons this whole gap management thing becomes challenging because mm-hmm. it's very likely that if I have um, memories from childhood or attachments and people that are not, no longer uh, in my life, that that's going to, it's going to agitate that or amplify that. And I think what I would say is like own that. Mm-hmm. Um, like don't pretend that's not the case. It's very human in a good way, that's part of what my wife's book was about, if yes. you'll remember, Selene, yes. is is like you don't want to waste grief, waste loss. You you it just it's part of what uh, makes us human. And acknowledging, I think Barbara, you said something about loneliness. I always think if I'm so minded, one of the ways I like to think about approaching the holidays is to have my eye out for people who are lonely 
or filled with mm-hmm. loss mm-hmm. because of their attachments that they, they just seem to surface more or who are homeless mm-hmm. or, you know, you just think of the, of the challenge in living that people have anyways. And you, I think it'd be fair to say you amplify them. Right. Uh, when we move into this Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's right. uh, time of the year. So the other uh, thought I have is um, even just thinking about Thanksgiving, it, it was thinking about the idea that's very popular right now that if you look at studies on human flourishing, people who are thriving and flourishing, and what's true about their lives, one of the things that you'll see is they probably are grateful people. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, kind of a term that gets bandied about uh, now is cultivate gratitude. And I think what that means is humans are not naturally thankful. We're not naturally grateful. It's something that we can build a- as a practice and it then ends up, again, being highly correlated with, with uh, happiness or, or thriving or flourishing. It's but learned. I think the, the, it's learned. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And and that Thanksgiving, it's the very nature of it. I mean, we usually do go around, you know, the dinner table. A lot of people do this and talk about what they're thankful for. But I think I want to sort of issue a challenge to the people that are listening to Splash. Like, maybe see that as a cue to building a, a, a more regular practice mm-hmm. of gratitude. Not just on Thanksgiving Day, um, but to think about... Even, you know, utilizing that as a daily practice, uh, maybe something that, you know, a, a, an advisor or kind of counselor type once um, challenged me to think of the things that um, I would be thankful for in the coming day. And then at the end of the day, try to remember what were the things that I was thankful for. And that was a practice I did for a long time. Um, just trying to, again, you know, become a more grateful and thankful person. So the holidays just strike me as a, an opportunity uh, to, again, do gap management challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do I handle that gap? Do I do that with maturity? Do I, do I reprioritize and recognize I'm putting God first and, and not my family and not how well Christmas dinner turns out, not how well mm-hmm. the decorations look, mm-hmm. not how my decorations stack up to the other decorations of my friends <laughs> or my neighbors. You know, this is like all this stuff comes up in my office <laughs> totally. all the time. You guys get that. Uh, yeah. So we have that opportunity in the holidays to do this gap management work, which is very personal work. Yeah. We get to notice people around us who are maybe having a difficult time, who have had losses like you just named, Barbara, Mm -hmm. who are lonely, who are estranged maybe Mm -hmm. from their family, who are homeless. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know a lot of people who do things on Thanksgiving or even sometimes on Christmas, (laughs) like go to food kitchens. Um, Uh I mean, Shalene, haven't you done that before? (laughs) I think I remember you talking about that. I might be wrong. No, guest chef every Christmas morning for the past 15 years. That's what we do. As a practice, well, you tell me, Shalene, like (laughs) what effect has that had on you and your family to do that? What was interesting is you were just even speaking about gratitude. It made me, once again, I have to go back and say, in my 20s, you challenged me to 
get a little grateful journal because I'm like, I'm not a journaler, Rick. I'm not a journaler. You go, why don't you wake up? Yes, you did. That's a long time ago, Shalane. I know. You you and I both are older now. But it's a muscle that I've developed. And I think that if you were to speak to my kids or people close to me, being generous and grateful is like my DNA. And I don't think, like Barbara said, I think it's something that because of me meeting you at a young age, you challenged me to write down. And I remember the first time I started, I'd be like, I can see, I can smell. I, I was such so rebellious about it that I would, he goes, write five things down every day that you're grateful well, those for. those are actually kind of cool things, though. <laughs> right? Yeah, don't see and then tell me if you're grateful that you can see today. Yeah, um, exactly. It's so true, but exactly. it's interesting how that ended up becoming such a beautiful time of worship for me mm. that I didn't realize was a muscle that Rick was challenging me mm-hmm. to grow as a young 20-something, and now I'm 53 years old, and that muscle has grown. And I mm-hmm. started that with my kids and gratitude. What are you grateful for today? Mm-hmm. What happened today that you want to be sure all of us know? Who did you meet today? Who did God intersect into your life today? And it's this gap management that can also be used not just to challenge us, but to grow these muscles right, because that we are lose dormant. It. We lose right. it in this world. This yes. world it just... It takes our the life out it of you. It sucks the life out of you. You lose focus. And I, I feel like Easter and Christmas, yes. Thanksgiving, yes. these are all holidays where we can stop. And it's almost like the Lord says, hey, guys, you know, you've been in this world and you're losing focus on me. You know, let's, let's, these holidays mm-hmm. kind of reel us back in and know what really is important and the relationships that are important. And of course, it's the Lord that is first and foremost, Amen. but it really helps me to reflect back and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Barbara, hearing that, I, I had this thought like, you know, what about approaching this holiday season with a focus more on being a healthy child, parent, sibling, grandchild, etc., with my family rather than on how you're being treated? And whether your expectations are being met, mm, like I thought, mm-hmm. I, I, I just even being invited to talk about Christmas made me think about that. Like I want to do that this holiday season. I want to yeah, focus too. less yeah. on how it is for me, and like, can I be an agent of healing, an agent of joy uh, with he, the people around me? Each year, it's it's different. We go in through through so many seasons. Our yeah. our children, our grandchildren are growing up. We're getting older. Things aren't the way they used to be. Right. You know, when our kids were little and now our grandchildren. And then yeah. and my yeah. grandchildren, they're all grown up. I mean, they're married wow. and, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You're blessed. What about grandma? You know? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, guys. Don't move away. Yeah. You know, you have to stay here. <laughs> But anyway, it's yeah. it's their seasons of life. That's very helpful. I I think you're sharing things to come for me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, Rick, I know yeah. that you are busy, and this has been such a blessing. Yeah. I just now announced, you know, the new splash therapy. So well, you know, uh, I'm I, ha- I have to say, I enjoy talking to the two of you. <laughs> this so was amazing. Pretty this open fun. to that. Yeah. So. so we love you and uh, thank, thank you, you and we are grateful for yes, you. We sure so are. have a beautiful right. day. You, you two are the best. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. That was very powerful. It was very powerful. And I hope, our Splash listeners, that you got to lean in for a moment. Mm. I love the reminder. It's such a good reminder for all of us to not 
idolize. I was just going to say our that, family. The idolizing of of anything. Of anything, but, but I feel like around like I probably would do that more than I would things. Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, okay, another car or this or that. But I definitely had. And and I've gone to Rick about this, like mm-hmm. expectations. With sure, the I think that's a huge word. Is yes. expectations? Yes, and because the, you those, can be disappointed, right? Because they're not in line with what God right. tells me to just. I, I love how He ended this with us. Is I need to notice my family. I need to notice what they're lonely about or or hurting about or notice mm. what's striving in their life and right. how can I come in and help manage the gap for them too because I've dealt with with my side of the fence, right? right? So now I can show up at this event this holiday and be a blessing. Right. Be grateful right. for whoever's there right. because as you know, there are members of your family missing. Yes. You know? And so we all know someone who has passed away this year. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we keep our eyes fixed on things to come Mm -hmm. and not on earthly things. And that we enjoy these moments so that our holidays and our anniversaries of things and celebrations of graduation. belongs to the giver. That's right. The gift belongs to the giver. And we can be grateful about that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we love you, yeah. Splash family. Happy yeah. holidays. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. We truly hope that this was a blessing to you. I, I'm still a little bit. I know. I, <laughs> I, I want to go so, back and heal. I know. I want to go re-listen <laughs> to this episode. Um, I, I got a lot of nuggets from him. That's right. But I, I want to challenge each of us to please splash a little gratefulness mm-hmm. wherever you are every day because it's going to be good medicine for your soul right. too. The joy so, will surface. That's right. And please share this podcast with someone. Mm, share yes. a little splash therapy with your friends and family right. and DM us if you have messages. And just so you know, no, Rick isn't taking any new clients. <laughs> so if you want to get Rick, you're going to have to listen to the splash zone. <laughs> but we love you yep. and Merry Christmas, yep. everybody. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 